On this episode of the Talking Hawks podcast, we are joined by Hawthorne small forward, Sam Butler. Sam talks about his time at Hawthorne, the takeaways from the previous week's game against Melbourne, and how he sees his role developing under the tutelage of forwards coach, Chris Newman. This is the Talking Hawks podcast. Hello and welcome to the Talking Hawks podcast. My name is Tim and here at Talking Hawks, we aim to connect Hawthorne fans from around the world. If you're interested in sponsoring Hawthorne players through Talking Hawks, you'll have the chance to meet these players and share in a number of exclusive Hawthorne and Talking Hawks experiences. This season, Talking Hawks are sponsoring Denver Granger Barras, Jai Newcomb, as well as Jasmine Fleming. Details are in the podcast notes or go to talkinghawks.com. Join us in getting behind the Hawthorne Football Club. Now to today's podcast. On today's episode of the Talking Hawks podcast, we're joined by Hawthorne small forward, who is making his mark on the team. He was selected with the 23rd pick in the 2021 National Draft. He possesses a strong crumbing ability and has a great goal sense. He's played 11 games for Hawthorne, kicking seven goals, including one last week against Melbourne. We welcome to the Talking Hawks podcast, Sam Butler. Thanks for having me on, guys. Appreciate it. No worries. Thanks very much for joining us. So, Sam, first question I have for you is, obviously, your brother Dan is playing at the Saints at the moment. What's the competition like between you and your brother? Uh, yeah, there's always a bit of competition going on. Um, hopefully, I get to play against him next week, I think, uh, Hawks versus Saints. But, yeah, no, we're pretty close. We um, we do a lot together, as I said, um, playing golf with a few holes with him tonight of golf. Um, and winner, <clears throat> winner gets his dinner paid for, so um, pretty competitive. But, yeah, it's always good. That's fantastic here. And uh, when are you going to get him over to the club? <laughs> Hopefully soon. I've, uh, last year was the first time I've um, played against him or played with him. So that was pretty pretty cool to uh, be on the same um, oval as him. But uh, yeah, hopefully pretty soon. Now, earlier this season, there was a bit of a push and shove during an intra-club game after a tackle on our skipper. And a few days later, there was a photo posted on social media of the two of you playing a round of golf. Did you get the points over him again on that one? Uh, I'd like to say I did. He's pretty handy though, sis, at golf. Um, I play with him a bit, but yeah, he's pretty handy. I, I, I had him in the fight though, so that's what matters. <laughs> now, speak, <laughs> speaking of which, I've been told by uh, one of the, the tall players on our team that in terms of your hardness, in terms of your tackles, it's on par with that of Connor Nash. Can you talk us through what's the art of a good hard tackle? Oh, I don't know. I think that's something I've always liked to like to do I think through my juniors I've always been I suppose wanting to get into the contest and tackling hard um I'm not too sure on the art I probably have to ask Connor Nash he's pretty pretty handy done some big ones this year but yeah no I think that's just probably one of my strengths just going in hard for the footy um and then yeah a few tackles here and there hopefully now on the weekend against Melbourne obviously we uh, we didn't get the four points what was the mood like in the change rooms after the game um yeah, obviously Melbourne are a bloody good side. Um, they're kind of what we want to be um, in the future. Um, yeah, they've got a lot of a lot of good players, and from a list management point of view, um, they're probably up there with the best with Petrarca and Oliver and all them, um, to name a few. But um, yeah, Sam just always optimistic. Um, I think that's the main thing with him. He's um, always just wanting to make uh, small gains, um, and when it comes, it comes. Like. Um, yeah, he's just always optimistic with um, win or lose. That's certainly a good thing for him to have, especially with such a young squad at his disposal. Now, in that yeah, first yeah. half, 
in that first half, we uh, we were jumped and we really struggled to score. And then the third quarter, we sort of turned it on, which was absolutely wonderful, kicking those five goals. What was it at halftime yeah. that sort of helped with that turnaround? Um, a few things structurally were changed. Um, yeah, that was probably the main thing. But yeah, just we just weren't playing the footy we would have liked, obviously. Um, there wasn't much pressure around the ball, I suppose changing it structurally, we're able to apply more pressure and more contest on the ball and not let um, their intercept markers such as Lever and um, May take control of the air. So um, that definitely helped. But yeah, just more um, condensed and um, yeah, more congestion to apply pressure, which was um, a different different look, but it looked like it worked. So. And what have been the main takeaways from that game and how will we see them being used against West Coast this week? Um. Yeah, as I said, um, different structures. Hopefully, um, different structures are always getting implemented um, to change and try a score of different ways. Um, but yeah, West Coast, you don't want to underestimate them. They they can win any game, just like anyone in the AFL, win or lose. Um, but yeah, we're just going into this week's game with a, a positive mindset that um, we can definitely win. Um, and we just want to maintain that through the week and through to the game. Now, Luke Bruce has been a great mentor to you during your time at Hawthorne. What's it like having someone of his experience and expertise on hand to help assist your game going forward? Yeah, no, he's been great. He's a me and him are um, close, despite the uh, age age difference. We play a lot of golf together as well. Um, I go to East Course and he comes to mine a fair bit, which is good. But no, he's been good for um, all our uh, small forwards: Jack O'Sullivan, um, Brocky, Connor McDonald, Dylan Moore. Um, have been, yeah, I suppose taken under his wing a lot because he's just got that much experience and um, he's one of the best of, of all time, the small forward um, range. But, yeah, just his crumbing, um, his smarts are just next level. Um, and even Dylan Moore, he's been um, massive for me as well, just with, I, th- I suppose last year I struggled with uh, running patterns um, and Moore is one of the masters at that as well um, for a small forward. So he's taught me a lot about running patterns um, getting to dangerous areas and all that type of stuff as well. So it's two two great players to certainly be getting some tips from in in terms of uh, your running patterns and then also being able to hit the scoreboard as well. Can you talk yeah, us definitely. through? Can can you talk us through your season so far? So obviously you, you came in as the sub earlier on in the season, then you went back uh, to Box Hill. What was the feedback like when you were playing at Box Hill? And what were the areas of your game that you were sort of trying to work on and focus on? Um. Yeah, it was, so I played, yeah, as a sub, as you said. Um, we lost by a bit and then I got dropped. Um, and then, yeah, I went back to Box Hill and I just wanted to, like, last year, because last year was, like, the real first year of playing me as a pure forward. So I just wanted to learn the um, different different types of the forwards game, small, small forward especially. And as you said, Bruce, is, Bruce and Maury were good with that. Um, but, yeah, I suppose Box Hill, I just wanted to, be more dangerous around goals. And I, I reckon I've been able to do that at Box Hill. Um, and probably the main thing with me is that probably in the past, I've struggled translating my Box Hill form to AFL. Um, so that's something I really want to um, knuckle down on. Um, but yeah, I suppose, yeah, I've been able to kick goals at Box Hill, which is good. But yeah, just want to translate that to AFL. And as the more games I get, I suppose the more confidence I'll get as well. 
Chris Newman at the moment is the the forwards coach, and he was a long-time backline coach before being moved into that role of forwards coach this year. What's Chris Newman been like as a forwards coach, and what are his best attributes? Yeah, he's been very good. Me and him um, get along very well. Um, I suppose to start off, his best attributes, he's very approachable, um, and he genuinely wants to get to know you as a person, which I think is the main thing um, that comes as being a good coach. Um I can go up to him and ask him anything. And him being such a good backman, he knows what's hard for backman um, as a forward to play on. So, um, yeah, he's been awesome in my development this year, especially. Um, you can go to him after every game, um, every training, and especially through the preseason, just getting to know him more. Um, yeah, he's been a great influence so far. And this weekend, we play our third home game for the season down in Tassie at our home away from home at Utah Stadium. We seem to have quite an affinity for playing in Tassie. Uh, we, obviously, we've had the one win for the season, and that was down in Tassie. And then we had a very spirited game against the Crows during the Anzac <coughs> Day round. Yeah. So what is it? Yeah. So what is it that sees us playing a good brand of footy down in Tassie? We always seem to to do quite uh, well down there. Yeah, I'm not sure. Um, it was pretty cool for me personally to get back onto the MCG um, on a Saturday night. Like it was just so cool running out in front of everyone. Um, two big teams. But down in Tassie, I suppose, the crowd, well, definitely the crowd's a lot smaller. Um, it just feels a lot more like local footy, if you know what I mean. Um, obviously, the atmosphere is not as great. Um, and I suppose, I reckon you can just relax a bit more. Not relax, but you just feel like it's just local and you just there have fun. And I suppose that comes into the games down there. Um, but yeah, it's definitely a lot different from a lot of the bigger stadiums around Australia. The club released footage during the week of the Mother's Day dinner that the club held. And we've been known for a long time as the family club. That's the moniker that we, we've sort of had. Can you talk to us a bit about that? How do the club try and incorporate families into the lives of the football club? Yeah, they um, definitely try to incorporate a lot um, with families. They're always trying to get fun. Like we always have functions after games. Um, and the parents are very involved. Like we do, yeah, as you said, the Mother's Day dinner. We have last year out for Father's Day, our, our, all our dads came and trained for a session, which was pretty funny. Um, some old blokes moving around for the first time in a few years, I reckon. But um, yeah, as I said, after the game on the weekend, we all have a function upstairs. Um, we lose or draw, um, which is which is good for the club because I suppose it just gets everyone around. Um, yeah. This week, it's the Sir Doug Nichols round. And obviously, we'll see the team don the Indigenous Gersey that was designed by Jarman Impey. What's the week been in terms of helping players understand the importance of the week? Um, yeah, our Indigenous player manager has been awesome, Jamie. Um, we all got our uh, boots uh, painted by um, Indigenous people, which um, there's some pretty cool designs out there. But um, no, it's a very special week, um, especially for Jarman, Chad, um, Brocky um, and Carl, who have uh, definitely... Um, I suppose, educated us well on uh, the, their Indigenous background. And, yeah, that's been good. This weekend, we'll see the return of Jai Sarong, which is fantastic. And, obviously, he's a, a locker buddy of yours. What's it been like yep. seeing his progress over the last few weeks? And what's the enthusiasm like seeing him return to the park this week? Yeah, that was uh, mentioned in the team meeting today. Um, it's good to see him back out there. He said he was uh, feeling pretty nervous. I think he'll be on limited game time, but... Yeah, definitely a, a weird injury. Oh, not an injury, a condition. Um, I've never heard of that before. Um, but yeah, it's just 
good to see him back healthy, um, playing footy. Um, and yeah, I'm sure he'd go very well. What can we expect to see this weekend from the team against the Eagles down in Tassie on Sunday afternoon? Uh, um, yeah, I think the main one, probably just effort. Um, we want to bring that every week. So um, if we bring effort, then um, you can't really be mad with yourself. So I think that's probably the main thing. Hopefully we'll see a ton of effort down there and hopefully we'll get the uh, the four points, which will be richly deserved, especially after the effort that we've seen from the team over the past few weeks. And then final question we have for you, Butsy, is what do you see as a pass mark for both yourself and the rest of the team for the season? Uh, personally, I just want to get continuity in um, at AFL. Um, as I said before, just translating my VFL form into AFL um, and hopefully just stay into the, into the senior side for the rest of the year. And um, for the team, we just want to keep making strides in our development. Um, we're obviously very young, but we don't want that to stop us. So I think um, just keep um, taking small gains um, is probably the main thing. Excellent. Well, thank you very much for joining us this afternoon. We wish you luck on the weekend and we can't wait to see the number 30 hopefully kicking a bag of goals against West Coast. Well, yeah, hopefully. Thanks for having me on. This concludes today's Talking Hawks episode. Please make sure to like and follow us on our social media, whether it's at Twitter, Instagram, or Facebook at Talking Hawks. Make sure to subscribe to us on YouTube. And if podcasts are your thing, please feel free to like and follow us on your favorite podcast provider. While you're there, feel free to give us a review and a five-star rating as it helps us to connect and engage with Hawthorne fans across the Talking Hawks content. This has been the Talking Hawks podcast. And until next time, go the Hawks.